In the before times, networking was key. Now that we're getting back to normal, what do you need to know to score a networking knockout? We'll find out on this episode of Shift Shapers. Change either paralyzes or energizes. The choice is yours. You're listening to the Shift Shapers podcast. You're about to learn firsthand from businesses and entrepreneurs who have successfully shaped the shifts in their industries. Get ready to become the change you want to see. This episode is brought to you by Shift Shaper Strategies. In sales, if you confuse, you lose. Clarify your message so you win more clients, crush your sales goals, and build your practice. Learn more at shiftshaperstrategies.com. And now, here's your host, StoryBrand Certified Guide and Chief Transformation Strategist at Shift Shaper Strategies, David Saltzman. You know, in the before times, that is obviously pre-COVID, we talked a lot about networking, and we probably thought about it in the context of live events. You know, we were going to a cocktail party, or we were going to a, some event or whatever, and we were face-to-face and nose-to-nose and eyeball-to-eyeball with people. And I wonder if during COVID, a lot of us have maybe let our networking chops down a little bit, or maybe some of us never had them up in the first place. And since it looks like maybe we're coming back to normal, I won't whisper like the president because that's creepy. It looks like we're coming back to normal. Maybe you need to brush up on those skills. And so we thought, who could we ask? Let's find an expert. And we did. We found Michael Goldberg. And Michael wrote this great book called Knockout Networking. And it's for financial advisors and other sales professionals. So pretty much all of you in the audience fit into one or the other of the categories. And with that, welcome, Michael. Well, thanks. I appreciate being here, Dave. Here we are in the middle of the ring. In the middle of the ring. (laughs) Yeah, I've never gotten a book from an author with a note that said, keep your left up. Well, there you go. There's one. (laughs) There's one. Okay, so now explain the boxing metaphor. Well, let me just put it out there. I am a little Jewish guy, not that little. And I do box. I'm actually a competitive fighter. I'm pretty good. I'm not too good at too many things, but I'm, I'm good at that. In fact, I was supposed to be in the ring, you know, today's a Friday, on Saturday, tomorrow night in Atlantic City at like a big time hotel in the middle of the ring. And my opponent didn't show up. Like there's no matchup for me. Hmm. So now I'm going to be in the stands. I'm going to be like like ringside and kind of rooting for the other fighters. And uh, so I really do this. The only thing is being an older guy and being very experienced as a fighter, it's hard to match me up. But it's been a fun sport to to get involved with. My wife doesn't really love it all that much because people get hit and people get hurt. And I teach relationship skills for a living. So it's really hard to flip a different switch when I'm in the middle of the ring. But it has become a fun metaphor. It's a cool name for a book, for sure. It's the name of my business, Knockout Networking. And it's become an excellent metaphor, as I talk about it only every day. And really, the metaphor, it's really uh, networking like boxing or boxing like networking is about the connection. Right, so, of course, in the ring, more and better connections. I'm going to win the round, hopefully win the fight. And if you're a sales producer, and I'm usually in front of financial advisors, brokers, agents, producers, and other type brokers that are focused in the financial services arena, could be banks, could be hedge funds, could be wirehouses. It's about the connection, as you know. And that's all I talk about is the connection is really about where you go, what you say, and with whom. And those are some of the concepts I teach, uh, whether it's you know in front of an audience or in the center of the ring. I can tell you're a boxer by the way you bob and weave your chair. You haven't sat still for 30 seconds. No, no I don't sit still. No, I, really I can tell that. So let's yeah. level set for the audience. What is networking? Because everybody's got a different idea of what it is. What is networking? 
you know, most people don't have a clear interpretation of it because we're not taught this in school. It's not like I'm taking a networking class or anything like that. And I am a professor at Rutgers University, so I make it a point in my public speaking class on Monday nights to teach this little segment that I call uh, networking or knockout networking. And my definition, my clinical definition, I've never heard it put like this before, and I've been sharing this for probably 22 years already, is I look at it as just um, learning and helping. It's a proactive approach, although it can be reactive. It just tends to be way more proactive now that we still have lots of meetings that are online. Like, that's got to be intentional. But a proactive, or it could be reactive, approach to meeting people to learn and potentially help them. That's what's that's networking. So if it's a focus on learning about them and potentially being a resource for them, and you're looking at there to be a collaboration and a path towards the way to a relationship, Ville, you're probably networking. And you point out in the book that that's the key to having a successful career. Why is that? Because I could... Kevin Bacon, Six Degrees to Separation. And for those of you that aren't boomers, look that up, You know, hit the Google. But I can connect every single client that I have to date to somebody that I know or knew. I would say just about every one of them has been through a referral and through a relationship that I have. And most of it has really been proactive. Like the relationships were ones, I don't want to say that I forced, but that I went to the right place, said the right thing, hopefully, and met the right people. And it turned into something. And it may not have turned into something right away, but it turned into something over time. I mean, even next week, I am traveling to, where am I going? Where am I going? I'm going to Austin, Texas, and I'm doing a speaking engagement, big keynote thing through somebody that I knew six years, I still know her, but that I met six years ago because she hired me somewhere else. And I was referred to her. And there's, a, there's just a storyboard for each one of these connections. And if you're systemic, good, and genuine at this whole networking thing, those things will, well, will they'll only happen every day. Is that what you mean by having a networking mindset? You talk about that a bunch in the book. Yeah. Yeah. So a networking mindset is like, you have to have an attitude towards a connection and towards, and I look at it as just really being like, like for networking to take, you got to give, right? Like, so it's really being a giver. If you already have this mindset of, I like you, or I want to get to know you, and I want to figure out a way that I might be able to help you as appropriate, and you're genuine about that, and you're happy about that, that's a networking mindset right there. Really caring about people, care and concern. And I'll give you an example, and I don't even recall if I even mentioned this in the book, but I do talk about it from the stage now, is that the first thing out of my mouth when I meet somebody for the first time, even now, is you know, health and safety-wise, it's been a crazy couple of years, is everybody okay? Are you and is everybody okay? And I mean that. I really, that's the first thing that comes up for me because I know that most people can Kevin Bacon their way to somebody that maybe has had COVID and is not the better for it. And there's just lots of stories like that. And I have them myself. So I'm really sensitive to that. And if you come from that place where you really care, and I know it's very cliche, but if you really feel that way about people, then you're coming at this you know, with a, certainly with a networking mindset. And your mindset drives everything. So if you have a mindset towards a certain disposition, you're going to have a skill set towards that certain disposition, and then an action is going to result. What's that action going to look like? And if it's collaborative and it makes sense and it's helpful, you know, it might turn into something very positive, whether it's landing a job or business or just a fun relationship, which is, it's all good. You've said a few times now, it's about learning about them. I think a lot of times in my 40-something years of doing this, sales folks go out and they make it about them. Why is that a bad idea? Why is it more important to make it about the other person? 
Have we been here for 40 years already? Uh, it's, yeah, it only feels like it. Flying by, David. It's just, wow. It is. It's amazing. It, it's just amazing. Yeah. So it's, it's really making it about the other person because, uh, you know, people, and, and we were talking about this offline before, is that, you know, people kind of live in their own storyboard. They're the hero of their own story. And if we're interested in that story, and I mean genuinely interested, uh, a third of the time, I've estimated, they'll probably be just as interested in us too. And then you've got this collaboration, this very light sparring, as I like to say, back and forth, you know, where it's really easy to talk to people. That doesn't always happen because most people, and we, we did speak about this earlier, don't really know that or get that. So if you're out networking, is it scattershot? Is it like, you know, using a shotgun or, or should you find a, a target audience or try to find a target audience that you want to, to, to talk to? You know, there's no one right way, but I like to suggest that it's easier if you have a target audience. So, so I teach, train, coach, author, networking, referral, marketing, and recruiting skills. My niche market happens to be the insurance and financial services industry. So that's made it over the years. And I've been doing this for 22 some odd years already. So I'm just getting the hang of it now. But it, it's just made it a bit easier to figure out uh, the best places to go, the best things to say and the best people to meet in the spirit of the type of business that I'm looking for and the type of people that I'm looking to serve. It's not the only way. I know lots of people that are very successful and very good at what they do that don't have a niche market, and that's all right. I just think it's way easier. It's just easier to fish in the right ponds if you're able to do that, and it's easier to communicate it with other people where you can tell stories. Because I know if I tell a story, like next week I'll be on stage, I'll be telling stories about other organizations that I'm working with or that I've worked with as it might be relevant and resonate with that audience. And I know that they're going to be listening because hopefully they're going to be thinking, this guy gets us because this is pretty much all he works with. you know. And again, it's not the only way. I just think it's the easiest way. So what's the one-thirder dimension yeah, so I, I refer to it as the one-third of dynamic. So the one-third of dynamic is, and this is just my experience. Again, it's I didn't like uh, you know break out the abacus or anything. There was no like chart of the elements with this, uh, you know. But in my estimation of being somebody that loves talking to people and genuinely loves connecting, and I do talk a lot, but I when I'm truly networking in real time, I'm the quietest guy in the room. Like I really am other than laughing that I laugh out loud, but I'm asking questions and I really do shut up. So I think that lends itself to being able to connect with people and being somebody that loves helping people being with people. I have estimated that I probably truly connect with about a third of the people that I meet. And by connect, I mean like you had me at hello. And I refer to that dynamic as when you had me at hello, where it's easy to talk, collaborate, it's even, Stephen, that's and fun as the one-thirder dynamic, which means the others, the two-thirders, I'm not saying that they're bad or that it's wrong. We just don't naturally connect with everybody. It's just, it's just fine, but maybe there's just no there there for lots of reasons. So if I meet 10 people in a room, I'll probably truly connect with three or four where it's, it's just, you know, like off the charts, right? So, and that's coming from somebody that's pretty good at this. So imagine the perspective and what the numbers would be if we did have that chart of the elements with somebody that doesn't have those gifts or doesn't have that networking mindset, skill set, will set, is their numbers have got to be way lower, right? It's got to be, you know, less than a third, you know, and then it could get frustrating if you're a financial advisor or a broker or whomever trying to build a business. So it's, it's about the connection and it's really about connecting with your one thirder audience. And now, a word from our sponsor. It's a fact. Salespeople and organizations lose opportunities because they don't clearly communicate their value. 
In today's market, your story is your message. It should be crystal clear, perfectly arranged, and precisely targeted to attract the clients you want. As a certified story brand guide, we use the exclusive SB7 process to create that story and the websites and collateral that deliver it. If your message isn't cutting through the noise, we can help. Visit us at shiftshaperstrategies.com to learn how we can help you find, clarify, and deliver a message that wins clients, crushes sales goals, and builds your practice. In sales, if you confuse, you lose. So learn more and schedule that call today at shiftshaperstrategies.com. That's shiftshaperstrategies.com. And now, back to our discussion. If we were to dissect a, a networking conversation with a stranger, at mm-hmm. what point in the conversation do you insert what you do and what you might be able to bring to the table with that perspective prospect? Yeah, so, I mean, I, I'll talk about, and I ask a lot of questions. So my questions are going to really be around, do you have a target market? If so, why? And if not, why not? And, you know, what does that look like? And what have been some of your successes in terms of generating referral business? What have been some of your challenges? So I would ask questions to try to dissect exactly what's happening, what may not be happening, and then how present that person or that group might be around that. And then try to come up with some suggestions in terms of, I wonder what would happen if. You know, I wonder what would happen if you said this. I wonder what would happen if, is if you were more specific about that. I wonder what would happen if you asked these types of questions and just listened. And that's probably where I would go with that. How important is following up now? You, so you've met John Smith. You've had your little interaction. You've moved on, whatever, at the cocktail. We'll use a cocktail party. I, it's Friday afternoon as we're recording this. Cocktail parties, I'm David. thinking cocktails. So I, I could tell that, Michael. How important is it to follow up? And what's the best way to follow up? Or is there a best way to follow up with somebody? You know, I'm not sure if there's one right way, but there's certainly wrong ways. Uh, the wrong way is to not to do it at all and to think that other person's going to follow up. And one of my favorite clients, a big wirehouse client, refers, I, I steal it and I always kind of footnote her, but she refers to the follow up as the FU. She said it's all about the FU. And it really is, whether it's landing a job or bringing business in it or, or a date, right? It's a get the number. It's, it's still, you know, it's still all about the FU, right? So follow up is critical. It's all about the FU, and there are some best practices that I like to share. For one thing, I think the follow-up starts when you're still face-to-face, nose-to-nose, belly-to-belly, screen-to-screen. I think that's important. You know, David, it sounds like there's a lot that we could be talking about and potentially helping one another with. Would you be open to having me follow up with you, set a time so we can continue our dialogue? So you see how I've kind of, you know, I've set up that punch, I've set that whole thing up in what I call the presentation phase. So by doing that, of course, if I feel a one-third connection, you're going to feel, if I'm speaking to you, you're going to feel that one-third connection. So now I've greased the skid for that follow-up. So now if I connect on LinkedIn with a collaborative note or an email with a collaborative note with perhaps maybe something written in snail mail, but I try to do the electronic thing because I love to follow up within 24 hours or the next business day or whenever we have decided it makes the most sense. So again, it becomes very, very collaborative. So that makes follow-up a we thing rather than a me thing. 
And that's so important. Like, it can't just be, I'm going to follow up so I can shake it down for business. That doesn't feel right. And it's not genuine. It's really not networking unless that's where you left the conversation. If that networking partner has truly become a prospect, which does happen, Mm -hmm. but it should not be the expectation. And the other thing I'll add, especially now that, you know, most of the meetings are digital, is that when you're following up with somebody and you're looking to get another meeting, make it really easy for them digitally. So you be the one to send the Zoom link or whatever platform that you're using. Don't put it on them and also communicate in their time, in their time zone. So if I'm speaking with somebody that's on the West Coast, I will speak, I'm on the East Coast, I'll speak in terms of Pacific time because I just want to make the math easy for them. I want to, if I make it easy, they're going to be thinking, wow, this guy has done everything to make this easy, would probably be pretty good to get to know this guy and potentially work with him. Yeah, nowadays, it's interesting in a lot of different ways in business, the, the, the coin of the realm is removing friction Yeah, and just, just making it easy you know, to do business. So one of the things that, that I found was, was interesting in the book, obviously, you're a terrible speller. You talk about peace, but you don't spell it that way. You spell it P-E-E-C. Yeah. Did I spell that incorrect? Wow. Yeah. I, I, th- I you think know. you might have, but you need a better editor. But <laughs> yeah, tell me yeah. what you thought you were talking about. Right, right. That's right. Yeah. So I'll have peace of mind that this works. So peace is one of my favorite concepts and distinctions to share, especially with advisors, because what it does is it takes a lot of what I believe are the most important concepts that you might share with somebody when the time is right to be able to highlight your message. And if you do it in a clever way, you could sort of extract those four elements from the person that you're speaking. So what am I talking about? So PEACE is P-E-E-C, and it's an acronym, and it stands for profession, as in your profession, your expertise, which is your smarts, the environments that you work in or that you choose to work in, target market, and then C is called the action or your ask. So the peace statement, if you can exchange peace statements, and and it's funny, so I lead outside of speaking, training, coaching, I lead a national networking organization. We've got communities all over the country, and it's called, uh, wait for it, the networking group, TNG. That's very clever. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I thought it took a while, right? As a marketer, I appreciate that. Yeah, so focus groups and yeah, so TNG, the networking group, when we, and we, it's all virtual, right? We've got lots of um, members throughout, but one of the things that's in our training is that when you get together, you have to do these intros, like around the room or around the screen, and everybody has to use a peace statement or some variation. And the reason is it's not because I'm saying so, it's because it's developing their wherewithal to be able to deliver a message that's on point and on target with one another, and it puts them in the best light to be able to help one another. So profession, who you are, what you do with whom, like your profession, your expertise, your smarts, uh, the environments, your target market, and your call to action, your ass. So I'll, I'll give a quick example of what that might sound like. So let's just say you and I are one third connection, David. I'm just going to kind of go off on a, you know, so we're in one third bill. And you say, you know, what brings you here or, or something like that, right? So I might say something like, well, I'm a speaker, trainer, coach. I'm actually a competitive boxer. My company is knockout networking. All I do is I help sales producers grow their business. My expertise, the expertise, is in the areas of networking, referrals, and recruiting. Almost all of my work is in the insurance and financial services industries with companies like dot, dot, dot. And when I come to meetings like this, I'm always looking to meet or be introduced to branch managers to potentially have a conversation about how I might be able to help their team of financial advisors grow their business. How about yourself? 
Yeah, it's a great yeah, formula. A very succinct kind of pointed way just to make the point, but it would much be it would certainly be much more conversational in real time if I were in fact having a conversation. But nonetheless, it's about clarity. If you confuse folks, you'll lose them and you'll lose them right at the get going. It, it's so much harder to, to get them back after you've lost yeah. them the first time. Yeah. So being clear is, you know, is really very, very important. And yeah. And there's another aspect to that as well, is that piece is not just, and it's not a script, it's really more of a structure, as I describe it. There shouldn't be somebody that's memorized, you should just kind of know those four components cold, but they're conversation pieces. Mm-hmm. So if you and I were truly at, at that cocktail party Friday afternoon, you know, with a couple of brown beverages in our hands, you know, I, you know, I, I might ask you, you know, like what you do, you'll tell me, how about, you know, and then you'll, you know, counterpunch, you know, how about yourself? So I'll just cover a profession. And then I'll work my way through expertise environments called to action through my conversations with you. So it's not that I'm just sharing those elements, but I'm actually collaborating with them because I'm getting those elements from you as well. So now we're both at call to action at some point. You know, now we got something to talk about. We've got a couple of minutes left. I think one of the things that folks forget sometimes, and you make a point of it in the book, is that listening is incredibly important. And there's listening and then there's listening. Yeah. Talk about that for a moment, if you will. Did you just say something? No, so, I didn't. I said nothing. I never do. I just repeat. Yeah, repeat. No, so. I'm not even here, actually. I, I'm not here either. I don't even know what's going on here. It's just, wh- where do these glasses come from? So, <laughs> so it's interesting. When you think of somebody that's networking and you're kind of working the room, there's always the big focus on you got to talk. You got you know, to talk good. But a big part of it is listening. Because if you're not listening to what's going on and you're just thinking about the next thing that you're going to say, you're definitely, you know, pulling your punch. There's no question about it. So I had mentioned earlier that although I'm very outgoing and I love talking to people, when I'm truly the networker and I'm not the speaker guy, I am one of the quieter people in the room because I'm asking questions. And then I shut up because I really want to focus on listening to what it is that they're saying. So my next question is in light of what they've just said. And I think that's really important. And it also bring it draws people out because not everybody is an extrovert or is necessarily comfortable in their own skin in those environments. But part of my job in my mind is to make them feel that way. So if I'm truly interested and I'm asking questions and I'm listening, it's really giving them the stage to be able to own that. And I'm getting more information from them. We're having more fun ultimately. And it just gives me better things to be able to talk about when the time is right. Well, and people like talking about themselves. Sure. So, and you know, we'll we'll finish with a little note that, as I tell my clients sometimes, silent and listen have the same letters. Yeah. So, you know, you need, sometimes you just need to sit back and and call it fact finding if you want to be, you know, bottom line about it, but Mm -hmm. listening to somebody and understanding their piece without maybe the C is highly important because then you know how you might be able to help them. Yeah, that's right. That's a great place to end our conversation. Michael Goldberg, author of a great book. If you can, pick it up. It's available at Amazon and all those other places you buy books. It's called Knockout Networking for Financial Advisors and Other Sales Professionals. It's a terrific book, and it's been a great, fun conversation. Michael, thanks for joining us today. This has been a blast. I appreciate being here. Thanks for everything, David. The Shift Shapers podcast is a production of Shift Shaper Strategies and may not be reproduced or quoted in whole or in part without our express written permission. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.